0: Welcome to A to Z Sports Primetime, uh, not from the Zen Sports Studios, but from Indianapolis, where we are here for the Scouting Combine. I'm your host, Buck Rising, and I'm proud as always to be presented to you by Math Fitness in the Gulch. Go to TrueMathFitness.com for your first workout free as a Middle Tennessee resident. No workout ever recycled or repeated. Only the best for you at TrueMav Fitness. And Zen Sports, same game parlays, no danger, first wagers, and so many other great offers for you to get involved with in the Zen Sports app. Download the app and get in on the action today. ZenSports.com for more information. Uh, So the Titans were one of five organizations to not receive an A in any department of the NFLPA's uh, second annual team survey. Um, This is the second year in a row that they have been given a an F for team travel accommodations, and they graded the team's treatment of families as a D plus a year after it was a B minus. So how drastically did it change? There's a couple of different things to look at here. So among the teams that were uh, among the teams that were one, uh, including the Titans, one of five included in this that did not get a uh, that did not get an A in any category. It was the Titans, the Chargers, the Browns, the Patriots, and the Jets. So that's the same kind of discussion that we're having right now. Those are the five teams that failed to receive an A in any letter grade. Um, what you have here is a situation where the Titans uh, where, where the Titans players raised two issues that the, and this is a big part of this, the Titans players raised two issues that stand out from the survey and require improvement. The first, is the club's travel accommodations, as players are designated to sit in the back of the plane where many players don't fit in the seats while the staff sits in first class. Also, the Titans are one of only seven teams that make some of their players have roommates the night before the games. Players want to be able to prepare for the game without having to share a room. The second issue that was raised most often by respondents is the field surface at the stadium. Before the 2023 season, the team decided to switch from a natural grass surface to synthetic consistent with how players responded across the NFL on the question of field surfaces saying they prefer natural grass to synthetic Titans players responded with disappointment that they moved from grass to artificial surface. So that is a, that's a, a lot of different stuff there. And uh, in total to go through the Titans in total received uh, a D plus for their accommodations, treatment of family, a D plus cafeteria B nutritionist B Locker room C plus, training room C plus, training staff B, weight room B plus, strength coaches B plus, team travel F, head coach B plus, ownership B plus. So that was the total NFLPA report card. So of the things that you hear when you hear the Titans described that way, uh, what is it? Are the Titans a B plus organization? Is the question on Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, and Twitch? It's your Two Rivers Ford take. As always, it's presented by Two Rivers Ford, quality American-made Ford vehicles and award-winning customer service, Two Rivers Ford, in Mount Juliet or online at tworiversford.com. Derek says, sounds like his high school report card. Uh, Dylan Cole says, who's doing the grading exactly? So, the way that this is determined, and I'll read directly uh, from the NFLPA's site here on this, they're 18th out of the 32 teams. Um... This is a, uh, this is an, so this is a second annual survey that they've conducted. As I mentioned, uh, the goals are to highlight positive clubs, identify areas that can use improvement and highlight best practices and standards. This is courtesy of JC Treder. 1,706 of our players provided information to share with one another about their current club to not only. So basically the players who played for the club last year are the ones who did the voting on this. Um, our hel- hotels downtown need rebuilding. says Chris Fraser. Right. Chris, I don't know if you've seen downtown, uh, lately you must not have all they do is build new hotels. So it's not like there's team hotels that need, uh, or a, a hotel in downtown Nashville. I don't know why that would have any level of impact whatsoever on, on that discussion. Um, why was team travel enough? What does that mean or consist of? Well, John, I just read it, but I'll, I'll read it again for you just to reiterate, because again, this is on the NFLPA's official website. Um, the NFL player team report cards for 2024. So uh, the highest graded team, for example, let me see. I don't see anybody with an A+. plus. I see three A-minuses. The Niners, the Dolphins, and the Dallas Cowboys are all the teams that received an A+. plus. Teams that got an A, the Minnesota Vikings, um, and I believe that is the only team that got just an A. No team received A. An A-plus, and the Titans were a D-plus organization, according to the players who played for them last year. Uh, for the travel portion, the Titans finished the, second, the season ranked 18th among NFL clubs. Titans don't excel in any areas of the survey, as they sit around league average in nearly every category. Titans players raise two issues that stand out from the survey and require improvement. The first is the club's travel accommodations, as players are designated to sit in the back of the plane, where many players don't fit in the seats, while the staff sits in first class um also the titans are one of only seven teams that require some of their players have roommates the night before games players want to prepare for a game without having to share a room so uh eric davis says so we need a new jet i mean i don't know maybe just put the players in first class and put the staff in uh, steerage the way that that would typically go the players are the more valuable commodities i don't think that's a, that hard of a switch caleb gray says did tart vote for Titans or Texans, uh, he wasn't happy here, so he could have brought the scores down, sure. But there was plenty of players who weren't happy, um, with a lot of different organizations. And I, you know, I mean, Tierra Tart was here for the vast majority of the year, his vote should count for the Titans and the Texans. Square Up says, Is the stadium event tomorrow open to the public? No, it is not. Um, that is something they're going to live stream, apparently. That is not something that's open to the public. John Doe says, But so basically, we're being cheap. That's a real shocker, you know. I, Kaharski uh, went about talking to somebody about the travel concerns in particular Uh, other teams go so far. So let's see the travel. The The only game the Titans were in first class seats was the trip to London. And this player thinks that is league mandated. as for travel, the lack of first class seating for starting players and coaches who need it is an issue. Players are familiar with superior setups for teams like Miami, Baltimore, and San Francisco, while the Titans jam big players and other worn out starters into economy seats. Yeah. Put the players in first class. Not that hard. Um, how do those accommodations compare to other teams, says B-Bird. Well, just for, uh, like, like I said, I, I don't want to just keep reading numbers over and over and over again, but team travel, for an F for the Titans. I'll see if I can get uh, in particular. Um, so let's see. The Washington Commanders got an F-. And this is obviously as they're changing ownership groups and their last 32 out of 32. Uh, they also received a team travel F-. Uh, let's see, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers received an F as an organization, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers travel accommodations, also an F. So there's a couple of teams on there who you're similar to. Um, and (laughs) Amar says it's all Vrabel's fault. Well, I don't, I don't think that Vrabel's necessarily demanding to sit in first class. I think that that's probably set up that way because you know who else travels on team jet, the ownership. So that's not excluding the ownership, uh, situation uh Chiefs grades were awful. They were last in a lot. Yeah, let's just take a look since the Chiefs won the championship and we'll see how much, you know, if this impacts your uh, impacts your feel about this at all while I pull up the, pull up the Chiefs grades, easy for me to say. I'll remind you guys that the primetime program is presented by True Fitness in the Gulch. Go to truemapfitness.com for your first workout free as a Middle Tennessee resident and while I do that, Uh, Of course, you can hear from Amy Adams-Strunk, who says that she's going to hold her organization to a higher standard.
1: The last two seasons have been very disappointing. And the the fans felt it. I felt it. We made changes last year. And I came to believe we needed to make a change to the coaching staff.
0: People want to know, when did you come to this decision?
1: It wasn't a last night or a month ago or whenever. It's just kind of been all season watching, and it it was difficult, but I thought it was time to make that change.
0: There's been discussion in a lot of different circles about the possibility of trading the head coach. Was consideration given to trading Mike Vrabel?
1: Well, yes there was, but there's a bit of misconception about a coach's contract say, versus a player's contract, a coach's contract. You can't trade them unless they're a willing partner to that trade. So, yes, we thought about it. But at the end of the day, with league rules the way they are, it would have maybe put us back three weeks. And, you know, honestly, to, to get the right head coach, I was just not willing to, to go to the back of the line and take a chance of missing out on someone we, we really wanted.
0: All right, so I'm going to put two questions together okay so Amy basically talking about the standard that she's holding the organization to um so the Chiefs the Chiefs graded out in, poorly in a lot of different categories an F and diet dietitian and nutritionist locker room uh, training staff and ownership F minus which is pretty interesting to see <laughs> but uh, the 30 according to the NFL PA report card uh, 2024 31st of 32 teams the 32nd being Washington so you can Take that for what it's worth. Chiefs players were not happy with the organization and won a championship, so that is what it is. Uh, David Brown says, Paul had a great breakdown of the complaints. It sounded like a few players were disgruntled yeah, I, uh, I read it. I think it's uh, I think it's good context, but also, you know, I'm sure that they could stand to improve. And if you put the players in the more valuable commodities, I don't give a shit about uh, offensive coordinators and, and uh, you know, assistant offensive line coaches and how they travel. I care that the players are comfortable, that the players are put in a position to recover properly if I'm a fan of the team, because the players are the more valuable of the two. All right, so let's talk about the groundbreaking because none of the Titans brass is up here because they're going to be at the groundbreaking tomorrow. Is that fair or foul that the stadium groundbreaking is happening during Combine Week? Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, and Twitch will talk about it together right after I remind you that the primetime program is presented by Zen Sports, up to $1,000 on your no-danger first wager, and same-game parlays on the NHL and the NBA for you to get in on the action, use the promo code ATOZTN and get up to $1,000 on your No Danger first wager. Terms and conditions do apply. Gambling problem, call the Tennessee Redline, 1 800 889 9789. Must be 21 and up and in the state of Tennessee to bet. So, fair or foul? Uh, how do you feel about Rand Carthon and Brian Callahan not being at the combine because of the stadium groundbreaking? Feels like a foul, says Dylan Cole. Uh, Amar says fair. That's Burke Nighill's job. So it's fair that they're uh, that the groundbreaking is happening during the combine because that's Burke Nihill. I don't, I don't understand the explanation. Uh, square ups says whose genius idea was to make it during the combine. Amy is thinking about her own money rather than the team. Corey D Jackson says fair. Nothing to see here. Ken Canif agrees fair. I think they'd rather be at pro days to get a better look at potential picks. Um, I think that uh, I think that it's it's tough for me to give them uh, a fair on this. I think honestly, I think that's pretty stupid. Um, they are going to virtually interview offensive linemen, and I'm not here to traffic in things uh, from the COVID draft that are not applicable to this. But I can't help but think. When you have four opportunities in total in an off season to get in front of these people, to meet them in person, to understand more about their personality. I'm not saying it's a perfect process to do it in person versus virtually, because a lot of this stuff is done virtually now anyway. And it makes it a lot uh, easier. It makes, it makes it a lot more streamlined of a process. I just think that this is a thing that could have been done literally any other week of the year other than combine week to not have to take these two away if it was because they were going to be more diligent or uh, be more productive at, at the home office, which is entirely possible. and in, in fact, it's probable that they would be more productive working from St. Thomas Sports Park than they would up here at Indy. Indy's a shit show. Indy is uh, a lot of drinking, a lot of steakhouses, um, a lot of information, a lot of stuff moving. And and the scouting really, the combine drills really don't begin until the weekend at this point, Thursday uh, in earnest is when this stuff is going to start. For the most part, the early part of the week is just media-driven um, uh, events, and and the coaches are done by Monday and Tuesday. But I think that uh, I think that it's it's pretty crazy um, that they can't just figure out another week to do it within you know a month timeline. I don't think it's going to make that much of a difference if they're actually ready to go on the construction of this thing to pull the head coach and the general manager away from the most important scouting part, or ex- excuse me, the most important part of the weekend for them, which is the offensive lineman interviews and the offensive lineman workouts. I, uh, Jonathan Earl says, I don't think McVay has been to one in nine years. Okay. But Sean McVay won a super bowl. Who the bleep are these guys? You know what I'm saying? Like Sean McVay earned it. Sean McVay is a successful head coach. Sean is somebody who has been at the top of his profession. He's been a, uh, he's been a, a bit of a trailblazer given how young he was able to accomplish a lot of this stuff. Brian Callahan is not Sean McVay. Rand Carthon is not less neat. They've won nothing. Um, Rand Carthon has been a part of one 6-11 Titans campaign and you know, may be adept at this and may be able to do this better than John Robinson did. I'm not disputing that at all. I have no idea, but don't give me Sean McVay and then try to compare these, uh, these individuals to him when they have accomplished exactly none of the things that Sean McVay has accomplished in his NFL career. Um, with all that information you've provided, is it still that important? No, I don't listen. I don't think it's the end of the world, but I do think it's stupid. Like, I just think it's just generally something that you could avoid. I don't think it's, I don't think it's something that you should have to think about at all. I think it should be separated that they should know that combine week is going on. That combine week is something that deserves at least a larger degree of attention than that they're paying to it. And it all could have been avoided if they just scheduled it literally on any other week. Right. That's why I think this thing is stupid. So I'm foul. Um, we are going to, uh, wrap up with a rising and falling here in the comment section on Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, and Twitch who stock rose, who stock fell this week in sports. Uh, I will tell you that the Ashton real estate group of Remax advantage makes the primetime program possible. GaryAshton.com for your dream address without the stress, uh, the person whose stock rose the most. Um, this week, uh, you know, really hasn't been determined yet, ironically enough, because the drills haven't even started. But I'm, I'm curious to know if you think this is a stock up or stock down moment for Traylon Burks when Rain Carthon was talking about him earlier this week. I think the injury, you know, the injury thing, I mean, the concussion thing was a, was a real deal. You know what I mean? I think we all saw that from the Pittsburgh game. And so those are the type of things you can't really prevent. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I, I do know that Traylon is off this uh, this offseason training with D-Hop and some other pros around the league, which I think would be good for him to see how other pros prepare and get ready for the season so he can add that to his game. I've seen a couple clips of him running routes and doing yeah, stuff yeah. on, you know, um, in the season. And for him, it's an offseason where he's not trying to get healthy. You know he can work on perfecting his craft as opposed to trying to get back to get help. So that's Rand Carthon. I don't know if it's a stock up or stock down. It's just an interesting note that they continue to train together. And you know, all of all of Traylon Burks' training last year looked great in training camp until it didn't matter for anything because he kept getting hurt and couldn't stay on the field. So hopefully Traylon Burks continues to improve. Uh, I know Titans fans would love to see him in a stock up type of situation, but right now that guy has so much. Uh, so much uphill climbing to do as it relates to, I mean, even remotely delivering on the, uh, the draft capital that they invested in him. The former first round pick has done, I mean, he's amounted for less than 600 yards receiving and one touchdown in two seasons as a pro it's completely unacceptable. And so training with Deandre Hopkins certainly won't hurt him. Um, the only thing that seems to hurt Traylon Burks is playing football. And I don't, I don't say that tongue in cheek. It's just, it's uh, some guys this happens to, it's an unfortunate part of the sport, but uh, for Traylon, you know, you hope you hope for the best. You don't have any expectations for him and we'll see how it goes. All right. It's going to do it for us on the primetime show. One more tomorrow from Indianapolis, one more radio show tomorrow from Indy. been a lot of fun up here in Indy, and a lot of good information, a lot of good stuff gleaned. We'll be back at it tomorrow morning at 10 a.m. on 104.5 The Zone, so come hang out with us there, and I will see you guys, if not, tomorrow night on the primetime program.